Is it on? Welcome to the Shaunt Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into another edition of the Shaunt Show. We come to you following... What has been an absolutely insane last couple of days for the Coastal Carolina football program? First off, they lose to Troy in kind of embarrassing fashion in the Sunbelt Championship game. Troy jumps out to a 31 to nothing lead. This game was basically over after the first quarter. Now, Coastal did show some fight, they did show some spirit, and they did come back in the second half, which is unusual for this team given what we know uh, happens to them when they face adversity. That goes down, then on Sunday, Coastal learns that they are going to play East Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl, Birmingham, Alabama, and then all hell breaks loose. Jamie Chadwell, like the snake that he is, travels up I-95 to Lynchburg and tells Liberty, how many zeros can you put on the end of my bank account, and takes the job. Leaves Coastal with a vacancy that they fill with probably the best candidate out there in Tim Beck. He was the offensive coordinator at NC State, led them to some massively successful seasons. This year, not so much. He was the offensive coordinator at Texas for their only 10-win season since 2009. He was the offensive coordinator for Nebraska during two 10-win seasons, their only 10-win season since 2001. And, if you want to roll the clock way back, was the offensive coordinator at Kansas in 2007 for the best season in program history. He's known as an excellent recruiter. Not so much a great coach and play caller. That was the number one thing. But he came out and, man, he's won us over already. We'll break down Tim Beck and the implications that his hiring and Chadwell's leaving have for the program. But... Let's wind the clock back, bring it all back to the nightmare that was the Sunbelt Championship game. Josh, where are you at with this game? I mean, this was just embarrassing from the start. It looked like Coastal didn't even want to be there. Yeah, and this is going to be a common theme, but it's how much did their coach not want to be there and wanted to be up in Lynchburg and wanted that signing bonus to hit as fast as it could. I mean, nobody looked bought into this game. Nobody looked hype. The play calling was terrible the first, really first half. Second half, they actually opened it up, and gee golly, Grayson McCall throws for, what do you have, three touchdowns. He had had another solid game, a tough performance by him. And for him to get ready and through all the steps that he needed to get to, to play, and then it just kind of the rest of the guys and the coaching staff obviously checked out. It just sucks for for him, and he put out a tweet that I I don't know why, but he deleted it about all he wanted to do was bring a championship to this university. You feel for a guy like that. And he was a guy that no matter what the situation is, you could tell he wants to win, which can't be said for a lot of our our guys sometimes. But, I mean, I just can't help but think how much this coaching transfer had to do with the last couple weeks. But, yeah, I mean, it was embarrassing for anybody wearing teal, anybody involved with this university. And I'm glad that we showed some fight in the second half, but, we were down 31 nothing to start the game. So after giving up three points on that first drive, I was I was feeling all right. But 
yeah, it was just embarrassing and can't help but wonder about what they had to think about the coaching situation, though. Yeah, I, I totally agree because anytime your coach is linked to any coaching um, changes and coaching scenario, you know, players and coaches that are on the staff are going to pay attention to that. And I feel like a lot of our players were um, were too aware of what was going on with that. And it didn't transpire to the play on the field, and which is why we got beat in the Sunbelt Championship game. You know, got to give Troy a lot of credit. Troy has been a hard team for us the last couple of years. You know, we've had to narrowly come out and win these games the last two years. You know, they've had it on the back of their minds. They've had revenge on their minds. They came out wanting to kick our ass, and they did. And, you know, it just sucks that, you know, you know, this whole carousel with Chadwell just had to happen. But I feel like the best interest for him was if he wasn't that into the game, he shouldn't have coached the game. You know, I feel like he should have just went ahead, accepted the job, let the players know he was leaving, and let an interim coach within the program coach the Sunbelt Championship game. I think that maybe the players would have been more prepared. What we have won, you know, it's kind of hard to say. Probably not, but, you know, hats off to Grayson. You know, we didn't know before the game if he was going to play or not. Literally minutes before the game started, they said he's starting. And he went out there and balled out, you know, and he – like like Josh said, he wants to go out and try to do everything he can to bring a championship to Conway. And, you know, the guys just left it out on the field. And, you know, it's a disappointing loss. But I think that these guys can learn from it. We got one more game this season against a very good, decent East Carolina team. And, you know, we get to play football one more time. So I think that the, bo- the boys are going to take this very seriously and going to do everything they can to get a win down in Birmingham. Yeah, I hope you're right. I hope that they take this seriously and realize the opportunity that it is. I, I don't think they will, and I, I wouldn't hold it against them if they don't. I mean, Chad Staggs, it was named interim head coach. Um, he will be in charge until the bowl game is over. From what we've heard through our sources in the program and through what Coach Beck has said, he's basically not bringing anybody back that's on staff currently. You might get some of the support staff, some of the like recruiting coordinators and that sort of thing. Those guys will stick around. But as far as the faces that that we all know and um, well, I was going to say love, but I don't think that's the right word. Uh, Bill Durkin is gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stags is gone. Oh, God, man. I mean, like, listen. I'm sad that these guys don't have a job because their head coach is a snake and a rat. But at the same time, it was time for Coastal to move on, whether they moved on from Jamie Chadwell or not. You don't think Stags or Durkin would look good in red and blue? I hope that he takes them with him. I hope I hope that Jamie Chadwell fails for the next seven years. I wish Jamie Chadwell nothing but five and seven seasons and a couple Bahamas bowls. Screw him. Oh, you're already getting me fired up, Josh. You're already getting me fired up. We'll get there in a second. Hold on. Deep breath. We get, we're still talking about Sunbelt Championship. Coastal's defense is, um, <laughs> we've talked about it all season. They're opportunistic and bad. And when they're not opportunistic, it's a travesty. They continue to make opposing quarterbacks look like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, you name them, you know, Johnny Unitas in their prime. 
And it's kind of embarrassing at this point. And again, we've made mention, this is, this is on stags at this point, your talent is your talent. They haven't made any adjustments and we'll see maybe the new defensive coordinator uh, will actually watch some film every now and then, but listen, this was an embarrassing loss for the program. Hopefully they learned from it. Um, We got some cryptic tweets afterwards about whether Grayson was coming back, whether he was in the portal, whether he was going to the NFL. We don't know. None of us know. We can't say from our experience, from our sources, what's happening here. It almost looks like he's planning on coming back, which would be an incredible get for for Tim Beck to convince him to come back. And it it would be a real jumpstart for this program. Jordan, if number 10 comes back, how high are expectations for season one under Tim Beck? Expectation would be very high because you got a very experienced quarterback in Grace McCall, and I feel like he will be very pissed off. You know, me and Josh were talking about it the other day. You know, with Chadwell leaving the way he did, you know, not telling the players, not telling the coaches, you know, I feel like Grayson feels a little um, little pissed off and a little bit angry that he left the way he did. And what better way for you to come back and prove that it wasn't all on Chadwell that won those games, that it was him. And you got a good offense coordinator now, head coach, and Tim Beck who has coached the likes of Sam Ellinger, who has coached the likes of JT Barrett, who has coached the likes of these great talents that are in the NFL. And maybe Tim Beck can help get Grayson McCall even better than Jamie Chadwell did. I mean, I think that'd be crazy. You know, you're, you know, me, we all talked about it in the, in the group chat, you know, game one and 23 is at UCLA, <laughs> Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. I would love to see 10 at the Rose Bowl bond against the potential top 25 team in UCLA against the Bruins. We know the history of the Bruins and what they do in football. So I think that expectation would be very high. And not just if Grayson comes back, but if he can get a lot of other players to come back too. That transfer portal and the COVID year is still there. You know, a lot of these players that could leave could still come back one more year. So I think that expectation will be high of Tim Beck and the coaching staff he brings in can help keep these guys and even bring other guys in from maybe NC State and other places down to the beach. I think expectation would be very high. Josh, I come to you with a similar question. If you were Tim Beck, what's the first thing on your list to do? You've just been introduced. You've just had your opening press conference. You're sitting down in your office at the Norman Field House. What's the first thing you do with your time as Coastal Carolina head coach? Well, I mean, you just said it. I get 10 to come back. I get 8, 15, and Jared Brown to come back as well. If you can keep those guys together, and like you just mentioned, I'll, I'll keep this quick, but he's coached a lot of NFL quarterbacks. He's gotten the guys to that level. He won. He's got a lot of heat this year from NC state fans, but he's won games with four different starting quarterbacks this year, which is when we tried that out, it didn't go so well. So this guy knows how to get to quarterbacks in the system that he runs is not this triple option thing. It's a little something that might gear more towards the NFL scouts to show that Grayson could play in the NFL. And these receivers can play that as well. So I think that would be my first order of business. 
but then it would be to go get playmakers on bring over a, a wide receiver, go in the trench, get big playmakers, and then retool this defense, get firepower, get big dudes, and then find, I guess, find a defensive coordinator. The best one you can, a guy that's going to motivate these guys, go out and get a defensive coordinator because you're offensive-minded coach. We know you'll take care of that. Go get a defensive coordinator because that's where we need the help. Yeah, absolutely we do. So before we dive full head-on into Tim Beck, I want to take it back to Jamie Chadwell leaving for Liberty. Um, We said on this podcast that if Coach Chadwell left Coastal Carolina, his legacy would be untarnished. Uh, He would be respected and cheered for by Coastal Carolina fans. At the time we said that, Liberty wasn't hiring. And Coach Chadwell was linked with jobs like Georgia Tech and USF and Colorado. Jobs that were a step up from Coastal. And instead, like the asshole he is, he takes the job at Liberty, one of Coastal's most historic rivals, back in the FCS days, Every year, the Big South came down to the Liberty versus Coastal game. Everybody at Coastal from those days hates Liberty. Everybody at Liberty hates Coastal. But you know what Liberty has? Liberty has a mega pastor who runs that university and can turn all the donations that are supposed to go to children in the Middle East and spreading the word of Jesus and can pad Jamie Chadwell's fucking bank account. And so rather than taking a step up and rather than taking a job that helps him get to the next level, he takes a lateral move and pads his bank account like a goddamn snake. Fuck Jamie Chadwell. I was one of the biggest proponents of building a statue for that guy. Fuck him. Never. Never. The last three years and the five years in total, or four years in total, or five, whatever it is. Now I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't remember. Nah, they don't matter. Screw you. Screw you. I'm done with it. I, I hate him. Like, fuck him. And, and and if he had taken literally any other job, he would have had a massive fan base and following in Conway, South Carolina, forever. Now, I hope that Coastal schedules Liberty next season to come here because they're they're, they're independents. Like, that's the other part of this. He didn't even take a job with a guaranteed bowl game at the end of the season. Like, he has to go eight and four just to have a chance at a bowl game. But I hope Coastal schedules them. I hope they come to Conway every season. And I hope the Boo Birds are out from minute one for Jamie Chadwell. I hope he doesn't get a minute's peace in that entire game. Screw him. Screw Liberty. Done. Jordan, I'll jump off my soapbox for at least a minute here. What do you got? What are your thoughts on the snake that is Jamie Chadwell? Well, just to just to go back on us playing Liberty, I know in 23 we played them, but we have to go to Liberty. So they already have their non- uh, conference schedule out in 23. We do have to go to 
No, it's in 24. I think it's 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that's 24. I wanted them to play at us in 23 just to, you know, fast forward that schedule. Tim, that's your first order of business. But I I agree, though. I do want – I would like for us to have a chance to play them at home. You know, I told Josh is going to be like LeBron James going back to Cleveland. They're going to boo him from the time he steps on that field to the time he leaves and gets on that bus. Like, it, it will be a crazy game. A lot of emotions will be high, but I would love to see that. But to to go back to what you were saying, um, it was very shocking. I didn't think he was going to take that job. I woke up to news of it, and you guys were already talking about it. I was just in shock. I thought that Jamie Chadwell was going to take a job in, like, a Power 5 conference, um, try to do something, like you said, to help boost his coaching career up. And in a way, he just he just leaves us high and dry. Like like he did, and you know it's all the players. Most of the players were shot by it. Um, you know, Gerard Clark and Grayson were notable ones that I saw tweet out after he made his decision. And you know it hurts them, but you know I did see the Jordan Strong did tweet out. He was probably the only one I didn't see that tweeted out and wished him good luck. But there's two places you don't go as a coach at Coastal. You don't go to Liberty, and you don't go to App State to like be the head coach and it just I feel like you do Curtis I feel like you know at one point in time I felt I had this much respect for the man for what he did here and it kind of feels like he just like you said a traitor and a snake and I don't I can't accept the fact that he did that so I hope that he doesn't do well at Liberty and I hope that Coastal does get a chance to play him and Liberty and beat them so we can prove to him that this was the team that you were meant to be here and you should have stayed or at least gone somewhere else. But I was shocked. I didn't think he was going to take that job after the history we've had with them in Liberty. Yeah, and I, I just want to keep going. This one, we all three of us in here have talked to Jamie Chadwell personally, have been face-to-face with him. We've, we've had interactions with him mostly for work and media purposes, but – like that's the only place where I think it could actually hurt. You're like, damn, he really went to Liberty out of all those schools. Like you said, we would have rooted for him literally anywhere else because that was hiring at the time, but to go to Liberty. And like you said, you don't really see when, when players tweet out, you don't really see negative tweets from players after a coach takes a step up. Cause that's usually what it is. They take a step up and the players, nothing but positive. I'm coming with you kind of stuff like that everybody's building each other up but to see that yeah the players were backstabbed as well and I just haven't seen anything ever like that and then to move on you said they're, they're actually joining the conference next year they'll no longer be independent but in a way it actually makes it even more of a step well down. we have no idea I mean that's the rumors that they're they're thinking about joining the American Athletic or or petition no no no, no. They're, no they're 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 inked they're, in they're joining Conference USA or yeah, Conference USA. That my bad. I was yeah. I got them in the American confused. That's my bad. But yeah, they yeah, got and that's 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 USA the in third. Well, yeah, and that's the third best group of five conference. Like you can make an argument that well, the WAC might be better, or like the or not the WAC, the Mountain West. Like, man, you were in the Sun Belt East, and you're doing that shit. Come on now. That, that's what I'm going to say. And now let me, I'm going to read through these teams and listen to how the Sunbelt East alone would stack up with them. FIU, 
Jacksonville State moving up from the FCS. Liberty will be there. Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee State, New Mexico State, Sam Houston State, who's kind of like a JMU. That's a good pickup. UTEP, Western Kentucky, and Kennesaw State, another FCS bring up. They're going to win that conference every year. That conference is probably, I mean, at times during conference realignment, they thought about imploding because they lost <laughs> all their members to either the American and we took four of the top members, three of them. So that's a step down in every direction. But with the new college football playoff, and he, Jamie Chadwell even said that, that's, that's his goal is to get them there. They have no competition in that conference. Well, they don't have any competition and they also don't, like that that competition that they do have isn't good enough, right? We learned this year that the Sun Belt is on its best year, barely going to be good enough to challenge for that group of six spot in the 12 team playoff. And so you're gonna run to the conference USA. Blech. Like it's a snake move. It's a shitty move. Fuck Jamie Chadwell. Like, fuck the Liberty Flames. No. the Like, I don't understand what in his mind made him do... Oh, that's right. The Benjamins that got put in his damn bank account. Why else would you make this move? Why else would you make this move other than, other than the Benjamins? You're not getting a better football program. You're not getting a better conference. You're getting better facilities, congratulations, but Coastal has those on the way in 2024 and 2025. What? Why? Anywhere else. At literally anywhere else. But, Josh, last point on this, and then we'll move on to the future of the program. Yeah, so I feel like this is a good last point. I knew that after this move that I would be getting a, a new team to root for on Saturdays, at least in a slight – yeah, well, well, I did, but it's now it's whoever's playing Liberty. So I think that's the energy here forward. I mean, you could have had the biggest fan base, yours plus Conway, but now it's got Conway against you. And it's really Coastal tweet out. I love the energy right now from Coastal. It's the f- official Facebook posted a picture of the flag hanging over the stadium. It says shots versus everybody. That's how it feels right now, especially when you have something like this happen. So Whoever's rooting, whoever's playing Liberty is now now one of my favorite teams. Absolutely. Every Saturday, the Liberty game will be on my TV screen, and I will be the biggest fan of whoever they're playing. Don't care who it is. I'm rooting for them. I, I wish Jamie Chadwell nothing but two and uh, two and ten seasons and maybe one Bahamas Bowl in there just so he can take his fat bank account down to the uh, Caribbean islands. Oh, deep breath, everyone. Deep breath. Tim Beck introduced as head coach. We talked a little bit about him. We've mentioned him throughout this podcast. We've talked a little bit about uh, who he is, what he is, and and what he brings. This is the best hire that Coastal could have made, and he's going to make an immediate impact, especially on the recruiting trail. He is one of the best, if not the best, recruiters in the country. I mean, he was ranked back in 2020 by 24-7 sports. That's a lot of twos and a lot of numbers in there. I'm sorry. But... They put out a list of the best recruiters in the country. He was number three out of everyone in the country, group of five, power five, all of them. You think about all the five-star kids that that go to Alabama and, oh, yeah, you know, that's whoever's doing their recruiting is doing a good job. Well, when you can convince four- and five-star guys to go to NC State, 
to go to Nebraska at a time when Nebraska wasn't Tom Osborne's Nebraska in, in the late nineties and early two thousands. That's an incredible achievement. And what this guy can do at what he has described as a gold mine in Conway, South Carolina. I mean, man, I'm super excited. Mario, you've joined us late here. I will introduce you into the podcast now. What are your first impressions from, from Mr. Timothy Beck? Well, first, I just want to say I apologize for being late. Um, as far as first impressions of Coach Beck, I actually had the honor to work like the press conference that was going on. So I had the honor of kind of like not necessarily being there, but I was there in like a sense. And I'm going to tell you this right now. As far as right now in this present moment, there is not another guy I would want for this job. And I'm not saying that to like butter anybody up or to give a popular opinion. Like I, I seriously mean it. The one thing to me, and I was watching it, the one thing to me that shows that Coach Beck really cares about this job, he was up on that podium. And all of a sudden, like this man, he started breaking down. Like he was tearing up and he was crying. Every so when he talked about his family, he was tearing up. And it's like he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. But it showed me that he really loves his team and he really cares about it. Never had a head coaching job as far as college in his life. He had head coaching jobs in high school, but never had a head coaching job in college. And so I think this right here, Coastal giving him this opportunity, I think it was a huge signing. He's been under some of the best names in the games, a couple names like Urban Meyer, Bob Stoops. He's been under those great guys. He's coached some pretty great players along the way. And as far as like North Carolina State, the work he did over there is absolutely amazing. And this is something that Coastal needs. And just the way he said things, the deliverance he was saying them in. Now, obviously, saying and doing is two different things. But if he really means every single word that came out of his mouth, Coastal is going to be in a really good position going forward. And I'm going to be honest, I have a lot of high expectations for him. But from what I've heard from this press conference, there's no doubt in my mind this is the number one guy I would want for this job. Yeah, I completely agree with you there, Mario. There's there's nobody that I'd rather have coaching this program at this point. He seems like a guy that's dedicated to Coastal. His daughter was a member of the Coastal Carolina volleyball team a couple of years back. Um, they went viral with a little video where he surprised her on the road. They didn't, you know, he was offensive coordinator at Texas at the time, so he didn't get to see her very often. And he is dedicated to Coastal Carolina in a way that I wouldn't expect from a coach of his level. He talked about Coastal being the job that he waited for. Jordan, to hear those words and, and to hear a coach that is so dedicated to a small school program like Coastal, what does that mean and what, what emotions does that put in your mind? I feel like uh sky's the limit for this for for coastal carolina you know we we've we've had a, a pretty decent run but i think that we can be even better than what jamie, Ch jamie chadwell did for this program i think tim beck can actually do what chadwell couldn't do and that's probably you know lead us to a college football playoff uh birth we might can make it to the cfp playoff now since it's going to be introduced to 12 teams in 24 and going forward um, you know, to hear Tim Beck, you know, I heard him a little bit while I was at work and he said that he wasn't going to mess this up. 
you know, this is a great opportunity for him. And he also said that he, when he was speaking with the players, he said that, you know, he, he saw the hurt in their eyes and he said that he could tell that they were devastated. And he said, you know, only one flat tire was was blown. All you have to do is just change this tire. You still got three good tires. He said, I'm the tire that's coming in that's going to be placed on this car and we're going to keep it rolling. So to hear a coach that doesn't even know these players come in and try to uplift a team and, and players that are hurt and are felt devastated and ambushed by this move that Chadwell did, that tells you just that he, he cares. And I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, we don't we, we may not have Grayson by the time 2024 comes, but I can tell you right now, the what you guys just said about him recruiting, there's no doubt we may get somebody in here that's gonna give the keys to somebody that's gonna lead this team the way even Grayson probably ever probably ever did. You know, he might go out and get somebody from NC State, Ohio, Texas, Kansas. He may go around the whole entire country and get get dogs to come play at Coastal. And you never know. We may end up being in that CFP playoff come 24 or 25. I got high hopes for Tim Beck. And I personally want to say welcome to the beach. And we look forward to seeing great things from you, Tim Beck. And we hopefully we can get you on the show soon. I hope so. Yeah, it, it, it's been absolutely like invigorating to see the turnaround from this fan base so quickly. Like we go from one minute, like devastated backstab to I've never seen and I haven't seen many of these coaching changes at a school it's like where where it comes with such emotion with it where a guy backstabs players are like they don't agree with the move usually you know it's coming usually you agree with it but for Tim Beck to come in every he has the support of everyone I've seen everyone's welcoming him in and then for him to come in and say that all of the things that he said today and his connection to Coastal Carolina, he said he wanted the job in 2016 because that's when his daughter got here. He said he watched – he was down in Myrtle Beach when Coastal Carolina won the 2016 College World Series, and he was rooting for him. So he's been he's been invested in Coastal for a while. That's when he said he saw it was a gold mine because he was down here for his daughter's tour. He's been invested in Coastal for a while. He knows what it has. He said in the press conference that this was like, if I was going to make the jump to head coach, this was the one for me. It, it just feels good after a guy leaves you. And then you hear Jamie Chadwell talking about Liberty's the standard. Liberty was the place I always envisioned myself being. I was dreaming. But then to hear a guy come in and say that I want to be here, a guy to choose Coastal after somebody just let, I think that's what this fan base needed. It wasn't a guy that, oh, Coastal's open. Let me interview. This is a good stepping stone for a guy to have a connection to he needs a urine test tune soon to see if he pisses teal we'll give him a little bit of time but um for him, us to get a guy that truly wants to be here and you can just tell that and he radiates that i think that's what this fan base needed and to keep going and i mean he brings in a lot of energy and like you said when he was tearing up you're like yep this is the guy this was the hire let's keep this thing moving so yeah i'm super excited and i i couldn't be happier with the hire at this moment Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is a guy that let's not sugarcoat this. Let's not, you know, try and cover this up. He could have gone to other schools. He probably could have gone to a power five school. He could have gone anywhere he wanted. And he chose coastal Carolina, a school that didn't have a football program 
when he <laughs> when he was first starting to make waves in the coaching ranks a team that made the leap to FCS in recent or FBS excuse me in recent memory for him to be this dedicated to a program this small is incredible and, and like you said Jordan the the sky's the limit for this guy he can elevate this program to levels that we've never seen before if he can get his recruiting chops out i mean he was at Kansas Kansas recruits almost exclusively out of Texas. He was at Texas. He was at Ohio State. He was at NC State. And NC State does a fabulous job of pulling talent out of the state of Florida. This is a guy who has connections, has ability, can go to a school like St. Thomas Aquinas, like the IMG Academy, and sell these kids on Conway, South Carolina, and sell these kids on, hey, Listen, you're going to have to practice on a patch of dirt next to the highway for a season, but it's coming. The facilities will be here. The weight room will be better. The indoor practice facility will be incredible. The end zone project of, of Brooks Stadium will be here soon. And if he can convince even a couple of guys that are high threes, low fours to come to Coastal, the shit that he can do to the rest of these bums in the Sun Belt, look out. Look out, because Coastal's coming. Like, Coastal is on the rise. And yes, we believed that we were on the rise with Jamie Chadwell. And I, I think we did. We took massive step forwards under Chadwell. But this guy is the real deal. We're not hiring the head coach at Charleston Southern. We're bringing in a Power 5 guy who turned down Power 5 offers to coach at Coastal. This is a win for the administration. This is a win for Coastal. Jordan, you want to jump in here? Yeah, I noticed that when Chadwell left, there were a lot of teams like App State, Georgia State, uh, Marshall. They've been talking crap, thinking that we're done. We're not done. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. We're not done. As a matter of fact, I believe we're going to come a lot more – like we've been coming. I'm telling you right now. And I know what you look hey, don't don't be looking at me like that. Pause but, phrasing. Okay. Phrasing. I, okay. I'm about to say we're we're gonna be a better football team than we've been in the past three years. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. You know, I think that, you know, App State, all the teams that have been talking crap that we're done were teams that we beat. So, you know, we're coming. I'm just gonna say that and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna say anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Mario, last point, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, well, I was watching the press conference. His beliefs even were something I had never heard of. I'm not sure what it was like when Jamie first stepped in. But when he was talking about his beliefs, it was he talked about love. and He talked about culture. And that one word, like that word love, I have not heard that in a long, long time. He was talking about brotherhood and how he wants – to not only build a culture and a community here for that because of this football team, but he also wants to build it based off love. And he said, I, I might be wording it wrong. He said, you play for the love of the guy that's behind you, not the hate of the guy in front of you. That that was amazing. Like that was such a great quote. Because you know what? To me, in my opinion, hate to say it, I'm not saying they're not together, but screw it. They haven't really been together, in my opinion. This season, like I've seen a complete disconnect. 
And I don't know where that's coming from. I haven't seen the closeness that they've had. I've seen like when they were all like chanting, when they were all cheering, when they were when they were basically winning and everything. But when they were losing, I didn't see nobody step up. I didn't see a brother come in and be like, hey, look, we're going to come back and we're going to do and we're going to do this again. And we're we going to bounce back from everything. I got your back. I have not seen that. And he was talking about love and how that's what's going to drive this team. And he's talking about culture and how he wants to build that in a community and how he wants to build that all off of a football team. That right there is what I believe in the most is that if he can come in here and not only just like change his program around as far as getting recruits, but he can build a brotherhood at Coastal and he can build a, like, a legit brotherhood for guys who are going to play for the ones behind them opposed to the ones in front of him. I remember um, a couple of years ago, uh, Spillum made a uh, made a video talking about how a bunch of guys at Coastal Carolina, a bunch of low, like two, a bunch of two stars and three stars decided to stay for four years because that was a brotherhood. I want to see a brotherhood like that come back. And I don't think we have it, but I think with somebody like Beck, I think he's definitely going to create one. I think he's going to create a community with, with this football team and definitely going to create a brotherhood with this football team. And if he can do that, I, I'd, I'd be over the moon. But you know what? He did sign a five-year contract. And right now, it seems like he's all for it. The one thing I want to say, and I say this a million times, is if you're going to talk about this, you better mean all of this for five years. Not one, not two. This isn't a short-term thing. You signed a contract for five years, you better have this same emotion for five years. These better be your beliefs for five years. I don't want to see nothing change. Yeah, abs- absolutely. That's 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 exactly what you want to hear from from a coach. And I'll end it with this. The growth of this program doesn't end with Tim Beck. It begins with Tim Beck, and it begins with you. It begins with our audience buying season tickets. It begins with our audience donating to the university. It begins with our audience, if they can't do either of those, putting a coastal flag in their front yard. And and Sean Talk is is a great Twitter account. He's a guy that, that we follow and we communicate with pretty often. And he put out a tweet that was like, listen, everywhere you go, have something coastal on. Whether it's a hat, a t-shirt, a pair of pants, a sticker on your car. Have your wife look at you when you're at a funeral, a wedding, a business meeting, and tell you it's not appropriate to wear a tie with that is teal and bronze. And you look back at her and tell her that it is always appropriate to wear teal and bronze. That's how this program grows. That's how this program moves. Be loud, be proud. You are teal and bronze. And that's how this program moves forward under Tim Beck is by us giving him the support that he needs to make Brook stadium, the most miserable place for every other team to come and play. With that, follow us on Twitter at the Shant show on Instagram at Shant show. Send us your questions. How are you feeling? First off about Jamie Chadwell, uh, are you upset? Are you happy for him? Uh, I think unanimously all four of us or uh, all four of us on the pod here are uh, not excited about what's happening with Jamie Chadwell, but maybe some of you are still his fans and some of you are still uh, cheering for him. Let us know that. And what are your expectations for Tim Beck in season one? Give us a season record prediction. And if you were in his shoes, what's the first thing you would do? We'll be checking out for answers on that. Uh, on our social media pretty often and we will be back with a basketball episode later this week 
The Birmingham Bowl is on the 27th, so we've got some time in between there. We'll fill in a couple of uh, supplementary episodes and get you the content that you're used to in between then. And then we will have bowl game uh, week like we usually do with a pregame and postgame episode, so keep an eye out for that. With that, Shansa, fuck Jamie Chapman.